Be a part of the Fredericton Freeze women's basketball team's $100 from 100 fundraising campaign. The Maritime Women's Basketball League team is seeking $100 from 100 businesses for their 2024 operating expenses. Email fredertonfreezemwba at outlook.com or fredertonfreeze.ca for details. Welcome to Late Scratches episode 8. Uh, I'm host Bill Gibson. We're once again back in the downtown Marysville studio, Brad. We are. My teeth hurt a little bit. You want to know why? It's got to, got to be something to do with the Astros. <laughs> no, my head hurts over that, but my teeth hurt. I came across the Princess Margaret Bridge oh. to get to the downtown Marysville studios tonight. Kathump, kathump, kathump. So I see the bridge is being closed again for, or down to one lane, I guess, uh, for a couple of days while they fix that. Uh, it definitely needs fixed. It's, yeah. it's quite an adventure to cross that right now. <laughs> you can just see the cars, the line of cars hitting their brakes every 27 feet. Anyway, uh, so yeah, quite a little bit of an adventure and more deer here than you would see in a wildlife park. Uh, in, uh, I tell you, everybody knows that downtown Marysville is a place to be, the deer included. Deer and beer, let's go. That's the, that's the way it works. So really, how are you about the Astros? Are you all right? Oh, I'm all right. Yeah, the sun did come up. Uh, you know, it scored 20 to 6 at home in game 6 and 7. is a little bit tough to swallow. I actually said to my wife, it feels weird not to uh, watch a team in the World Series. That's how spoiled uh, Astros fans have been. So always next year, and as you're aware, it's hockey season now. Uh, it's hockey season, and <laughs> hey, I'll take the Bruins start. 6 and 0, oh, that's right. 6 and 0. Oh. Doesn't matter who we played, we haven't lost. So exactly. Well, we'll, we go. we'll take that. Yeah. Hockey and basketball. Uh, speaking of know. hockey, I guess last week, Roger Shannon. Yeah, it was uh, hilarious. Uh, the uh, mascot conversation. Uh, it's funny, you leave the studio or wherever we are and uh, start reflecting on what we talked about. And there's such a wide range of of conversations and the fact that you've played Santa Claus, Rogers played Santa Claus. He was Buzz, the Winnipeg Blue Bombers mascot, and he was also Wingnut, uh, the Fredericton Red Wings mascot. So uh, I'm the only person not to have donned a costume. And as you're aware, I think Halloween's my least favorite day of the year, so I won't be dressing up then either. So maybe I've led a sheltered life. Halloween is my, I'm not a big Halloween fan. It's good to hear. Not not big into the dress up. I I think uh, we have to start some sort of a union because... uh, Maybe it's just the older we get. Uh, well, no, I've I've never really liked. Good, Halloween. glad to hear that. Uh, but I'm, I blame my brother for that. But we won't we won't get into family history too much. Okay. Uh, on that one, <laughs> uh, you know, speaking of uh, Roger last week, probably our most candid guest to date. Wow, uh, Tyler Sup would be right up there too. And uh, but Roger, uh, you want the inner workings of a Maritime Hockey League team, and uh, Roger laid it out, and uh, and they played on Sunday and lost a, a heartbreaker again to Edmonston. Uh, giving up a couple of early power play goals and just uh, can't seem to just can't seem to find a way to put teams away. They're getting in the leads and 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 that's a sign of a, a team that's probably fragile with confidence, uh, waiting for that uh, next shoe to drop. Right, and uh, I've been on teams like that um, where you're just uh, you have a two nothing lead and you're saying, okay, they get one, we're in trouble, and and that just seems to be the way they're going. Uh, they're on the road this week, but back home on Sunday playing Miramichi Timberwolves, and the Timberwolves are. Uh, things are going on in Miramichi. The senior hockey team's undefeated up there, and uh, Miramichi is one of the top ten teams in the Canadian Junior Hockey League rankings. So uh, it uh, looks like shaping up for a big winter on Miramichi. It could always be a big winter, it on could, it's and a big spring, on, and a big depends, summer. It depends on your point of view. <laughs> That's how, right. How things go in Miramichi? Exactly, Jimmy Waters. If you're listening, hello. 
Um, yeah, so I mean, the, the, despite all the the feedback we had about going to hockey, our Red Wings episode, our least listened to in its first week. Yeah, I think there's a, the, the, and it's interesting that you were able to quantify those numbers and, and it's finding that magic niche, isn't it? What's, uh, you know, who the guest is, uh, what the subject is, and, and it, it could be reflective of people trying to discover uh, who the Red Wings are and what the Maritime Hockey League is. I think there's a lot to do with that. So, um, interesting conversations we had. I mean, there's a lot of humor and a lot of candid conversation in that uh, with Roger, who really doesn't uh, pull a whole lot of uh, punches anyway. He's, he's uh, right to the point. So, uh, no, we'll his, his previous career of being very direct shows. Right. I absolutely. Mean, and you yeah, can't run a, a major junior hockey team and work for the Irving group and, uh, uh, you know, not say anything. Right. So you have to have an opinion and you have to back that opinion up. And, uh, uh we need more of that. Well, and, and certainly, you know, as a, as a former cop as well. <laughs> right. You, exactly. You, you don't spend a whole lot of time beating around the bush. That's when, true. When get straight to the point. That's right. Get to the point. And, and that, Roger, I've been very, very, very candid. And I, and I thought, uh, you know, being in the rink was kind of neat as well. Too. Yeah, a lot of background noise. There was the Stu women's hockey team that was practicing. And then the best was watching a youth group come out, probably U8 maybe or whatever the age group was. And one of my favorite things of watching that level of hockey is when one of the children falls and the dominoes just go. Another one topples over, there's three, there's four, there's five, there's six down, and that's uh, always worth a giggle. Well, I tell you, anytime I put on the skates and stepped onto the ice, there was a domino that went down <laughs> as soon as the first skate hit the ice, and it probably didn't get back up until the skating time was over. That's well, just the way, way it worked for me, no matter how many times I tried to get up. It didn't get back up until someone helped me back up off the ice. I get to put the blades on, start the 54th season tonight of, oh, uh, wow. of skating. So, yeah, it's a real uh, north side story, the uh, downtown Marysville studio and then the York Arena in Barker's Point. So uh, getting the tour of the oh, north side. Oh, I think Devin might claim the York Arena. Is that right? Okay. I think so. Yeah, all right. We'll have somebody settle that debate. I've always assumed it was the Nashwalk River what's the dividing okay. factor. There we always came. called it the Barker's Point barn if you're not from Fredericton. Well, yeah. we might have to get some official... Somebody... Somebody, somebody might have to there. help us on That's this right. one, whether, exactly. whether the York Arena is in Devon or whether the York Arena is in Barker's Point. Had my first concussion there. Yeah, maybe, How about that? Maybe you might make that other one tonight. <laughs> People are saying that's the problem. Yeah, <laughs> I hope not. I just kind of float now, so uh, no danger of that. Uh, so, I mean, even, even though we just said that it was our least listened to sort of in the first week episode, over 900 downloads now, uh, so making some good headway there. Uh, picked up some listens from New York State, which is kind of interesting to me. We do have a Fredericton Freeze fan in New York State. Uh, it was kind of a weird story. Uh, he he was uh, had reached out to us in the first year. I actually thought it was some sort of uh, you know an email scam or whatever. And his son was vacationing in New Brunswick and stayed overnight in Fredericton. And I dropped off a Freeze package uh, to him, a toque and some other apparel. And uh, he sent the photos back in front of the Empire State Building, the Chrysler Building, and the whole thing. Wow. So the freeze and Times Square. And uh, so maybe that's who's listening. It could be who's yeah. listening. Cause I, I found that one was really neat. Uh, also some listens from France in the, in the last week. Bonjour. And I know, I think one of the basketball teams had a connection through to France. So that one might be where that's from. But still nobody from Manitoba. The whole Bison like province we've, we've, mystery. We've eh? covered all mm. of Canada, but not Manitoba. So I found that very... 
very interesting, uh, but, but I mean, enough. Well, to... no, I mean, the, the Jets fans aren't supporting their NHL team now, so, uh, well, you know, maybe nobody's listening or watching well, out there. Well, we're free. It doesn't cost you 115 bucks <laughs> to come right. see us like exactly. it does does the Jets. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that's enough about sort of the, the podcast and where we're at with it. Um, you talked about the Red Wings. That's where I was going to go next. Uh, flip side of that, the Tommy, St. Thomas Tommy women. Yeah, you filled in for me and uh, were texting me between periods. I missed a dandy on Saturday and, and another a, win on Friday too. Yeah, go you, ahead. You, you missed a real dandy of a, of a weekend. Uh, you know, the Stu women by all the prognosticators, is that the right word? I mean, they, the they, word. they weren't uh, expected to be you know, amongst the top teams in the league and maybe a little underrated. They looked really good on on Friday. They were, I'll say, badly outshot on Saturday, but where it counts is on the scoreboard, and they picked up an overtime win, and, uh, you know, to me, they were probably the better team in the third period. Uh, I thought as the game went on, they just got better. Um, so impressive goaltending. Both their goaltenders, I mean, Friday night picked up a shutout um, from, the, from their veteran. Uh, a goalie, and then uh, you know, first start in the uh, Atlantic University Sport Saturday, and you face fifty-one shots. Saint of X, yeah, uh, and Saint of X, who was previously undefeated, and you walk away with a win and make some big saves, like pretty incredible. Oh yeah, and you can't win a championship in October, but you can lose one in terms of points. And I mean, the points that you gain in October is as valuable as the ones in in February. So, uh, credit to to the Stu women and UNB, of course. Uh, you know, it's, uh, are we reviving the Battle of the Hill? I think it would be fantastic in women's hockey. So, uh, great to see, and they're back home on uh, Saturday night playing the Université de Moncton Les Aigles Bleus the Grand Harvey Center, 7 p.m. start. Yeah, they are, um, and their only loss this season on the road at UNB, so they're still 4 And that was a tight one. Yeah, UNB 6-0, and nope, 5-1 and atop the standings. Men are 6-0. and um, And really sort of um, interesting, the overtime goal score Saturday, Laura Brown, um, the feature article this week uh, from friend of the podcast and friend of many in Fredericton, Bill Hunt, who's doing, Hunt. doing a little work there uh, for Stu. And, uh, you know, he, I uh, think, had to do a little, few little revisions there no to, to tie that uh, that up nightly, nicely in a in a bow. And uh, certainly I encourage everyone to go to uh, gotommies.ca, check out that story on Laura Brown, uh, life-saving Laura Brown, if you haven't right. haven't seen that that story yet or, or heard that from, from Bill Hunt. Um, she pairs up really nicely with... Uh, what might have been my favorite Tommy the whole weekend, Aslan Byers on on the back end uh, for Stu in in uh, I'll call them the top pairing defense when it seemed to be the critical time. They were the two that were that were out there uh, out there a whole lot. So yeah, you know, um, pretty pretty interesting there. We just mentioned UMB women hockey. They're five and one, five game win streak now, and they're really putting the puck in the net. It seems after you know losing the first one, um, you know to win the next five in a row so that's shaping up to be a lot of fun um on the women's side of the hockey yeah i think it's great it's uh the women the brand it, it's it's quick it's a uh, one thing that i really noticed in calling the games and it's it might sound a little odd but it's just the sheer joy of of, of the players playing like you'll see them on the bench when they celebrate it's it, it's beyond just a high five and the, and the bench high five um it's just a it's a different uh, atmosphere, maybe that's the word. I'm not sure or, or reaction, but just an absolute joy to watch them play. And, and I'm glad you and I get to call the games because it's uh, you know we can compare notes uh, behind the mic and, and and watch Peter Murphy's team and, and with UNB uh, since that program has been revised. 
uh, revived might even be a better word. Uh, just uh, a lot of talent and uh, a lot of accomplishments. Yeah, no, no question. Um, UNB's you know um, strong uh, for sure. Uh, men's and women's side men's hockey six and zero. Um, just tough one at Smew the other night, but uh, down and then come back. So it's uh, um, just Gardner has them going early. Yeah, and how about Moncton, who looks revitalized at four and two in second place, if I recall the standings correctly. There. Yeah, uh, and if you know, there are only two New Brunswick teams in the on the men's side, and it's uh, I think it's a better league uh, when UDM is competitive as well. And and I'd like to see Dalhousie kind of come out of its um, uh, get its program back as well and make that uh, that a competitive circuit. I, th- I think if I'm not sadly mistaken, UNB is the only AUS team on the men's side ranked in the top ten in U Sport. Um, so that kind of tells you something because there's usually three or four teams. Yeah, there's usually three or four, and I, I didn't look at that one this week. It's To me, it's too early to rank anybody with anything. And take uh, rankings with a grain of salt, right? Absolutely, and that's take, the, take rankings you know, with a I, grain of salt. I mean, you do salt. have teams that are there, and I know a lot of people get fueled by rankings or get fumy by rankings. Uh, it's it's a few people's opinion, and uh, you know what you do on the ice or on the court or wherever on the soccer pitch. And UMB, by the way, on the soccer pitch, going off to AUS championships this week. But uh, it's what you do uh, when the buzzer goes. That's the that, that's the most important. Absolutely, and you mentioned Gardner. I know we've been trying to make something work there to get, Gar- He's to a get, bit busy. get Gardner on there. Yeah. Um, not only is he busy, but you know we're busy. You would have had. Four to game, four days in a row last week, which is a lot right. uh, to be, you know, committed to anything. So I was happy to to step in there and on what was a otherwise a, a quiet weekend for me uh, to pick up a you know a little bit of a bit of hockey action. Just uh, you know keep uh, keep your toes keep, in it, keep the toes in it, keep That's the right. mind sharp, see a little bit, yeah. uh, see a little bit more. So so that, that was interesting. Uh, but yeah, so I mean, Gardner's a guy who you know we would love to to uh, we'll catch up to, with Gardner. With and him. We'll, we'll catch up with him at some point and. And uh, you know, get them on here. Um, the same as we'll catch up with a lot of people and get them on. Get them on here. Nobody with us tonight. Uh, again, part most of that is just. Oh, Willie's here. Uh, well, yeah, the, the the cat's not not locked up tonight. <laughs> he's running. He's running free. He so far, hasn't made an appearance yet. But we might have him. Uh, have him eventually. If we suddenly go off the air, you'll know why we'll blame Willie. Yes. Um, so yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll continue on uh, through the guests, and you know, the more we're out there, the more people that we talk to that think hey that would be an interesting you know guest to talk to an interesting story we've had a few of those now people saying i think here this person would be a good guest we've had a rugby story uh request um that i think uh, could be something down the road i've been trying i've been playing email tag with tom coolen who is uh, one of my favorite people in the world and he's coaching the fight flyers over in scotland uh, at the high at pro level over there and uh, for some reason, I sent Cooley an email address, and he said, yeah, he said, this is my email address, but here's my other one. So now, okay, answer me, and they're four hours ahead. So, you know, it's okay. <laughs> Whatever email works, but that's typical Cooley right there. So I look forward to finding out about his adventures uh, in Scotland. Um, you talked, I think, a little bit about UNB soccer. As you said, they're off to the playoffs this week. Stutaker soccer finished off their season Saturday when I pulled into the Grand Harvey Center. I happened to catch in my mirror uh, the score on the scoreboard of the men's game, which was coming to the end at that point. And I thought it said nine to nothing. And I thought, well, that can't be right. It just has to be the way I'm looking at it in the mirror. Something that can't be the actual score of the game. They were still playing. Um, so I, you know, went into the arena and was there, as I always am, way earlier than way anybody early. than anybody else. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and then eventually Eric Moffat comes in and I said, did I see the score right on the scoreboard that it was 9 nothing?" He says, well, it finished 11 nothing." 11 like, nothing. How does that happen in, in uh, soccer at that level? And Stu Strong, Crandall not. And, you know, the Stu women, they beat Crandall 7-0 to secure right. their spot in the playoffs as well, if I understand the playoff format there correctly. A lot of red lights going on at Scotiabank Yeah, there was, there was a lot of scoring going on at Scotiabank Centre. And, uh, um, you know... This time next year, the Tommies will be gearing up Scotiabank Centre to host uh, Nationals. So that's that, going to be fun. And I think any time, and it doesn't matter what the sport, um, you can host a national championship of, of any event. You have to go. And you may not be a soccer fan. You may not be a hockey fan, basketball. But just the uh, uh, the youthful exuberance, the fun of being at Nationals, it can be over for a team quickly or it can be just getting started for a team quickly. But uh Anytime uh, there's a ring on the line, it's it's a lot of fun to go. I'm not sure how I feel about Grand Harvey in the middle of November to watch a soccer game. It's not that. But I'm sure bad. I'm sure there'll be You'll something. Be I'm up. sure there'll be something there geared up to keep keep us warm. <laughs> exactly, that's right. No, I'm not saying what that's <laughs> no, going to be. No, that's right. be, be Starts with R. Be some way some way to keep warm there. I'm sure. <laughs> Um, so yeah, look, I mean, do look forward to that. Uh, it's way too far in advance to to know what we'll be up to that weekend. There could be eighteen hockey games and thirteen <laughs> basketball games that we have to cover somewhere. Uh, we may not get there, but we'd absolutely would. Uh, you know, uh, as you say, it's a nationals, and when there's a nationals around, you you have to go. You you, you got to go if it's right here in your backyard. So, so much scrambling now too, because uh, all the sport, a lot of them are culminating, whether it's interscholastic. Whether it's intercollegiate, uh, things are just coming to a head, and other sports are just starting, like uh, the basketball season starting this week at U Sport and uh, CCAA level, and uh, a lot of people are excited about that as well. So. Absolutely, and uh, you know, culminating one of the things I noted this week, uh, high school baseball wrapped up. Uh, Hampton won their third in a row in the Double A side uh, that was played at Woodstock. That one, and Leo Hayes won the Triple A boys, so they brought a title back to good old Freddie Beach here. Nine three over St. Malachy's. Yeah, nine three over St. Malachy's, and I think sort of the first first title in uh, in Fredericton area for, for a few years. I think in the high school baseball. It's good to see. Uh, yeah, it's uh, it always bodes well as uh, as those things go on. Uh, the only other thing I've got written down to talk about from last week. 20 minutes into the podcast, and we're still talking about last week. Uh, UNB women basketball at the McGill tourney, 2-1, and one, I think they, they went. 2-1, and one. Uh, they did in the final dress rehearsal. Uh, I've been saying most of all teams are still in the uh, Ontario and Quebec conference have some preseason games this weekend, but uh, it starts for real in the AUS and uh, ACAA. So um, a lot of, uh, it's interesting, if anybody follows Canadian University basketball hardcore you'd know the name martin timmerman and martin is uh from the university of waterloo knew tyler slip very well when, when tyler was the head coach there on the women's team and martin has this phenomenal site if you want any information on new sports it's it's the bible and uh he doesn't get enough credit for what he does but uh, even he didn't have some statistical information from some of the games and i think uh as we sit here and we're selfish we we want to see who did what and where um, and to not submit box scores um, at that level, uh, I think that's that's something. It doesn't matter to me if it's preseason or not. I think that's something that has to be out there. People want to see who's playing, who's producing, who's not, uh, who's winning, who's losing, and why. And uh, to, to, to not submit box scores um, at that level uh, is something that leaves something to be desired. So if Martin doesn't have it, it's yeah, pretty tough to find. That, as you said, that site is phenomenal. I Anytime I need a reference for U Sport basketball, that's where you 
ultimately end up and you can find out so much stuff. He's, he's fantastic. But particularly person. once you learn how to get it around the website a little, right, exactly. a little bit. Yes, because it is. You can find just about anything. Right. It's not your fancy website uh, that's out there at all. He just does the raw data and yep. stats. And, uh, and, and, and what I find fascinating about his site, and we're talking about Martin Timmerman, uh, who, you know, doesn't matter if it's AUS or uh, Pacific West, it really doesn't matter. And you, all kinds of family connections too. Tons. So player A's uh mother played here and father played there and brother played there and it's it's just it's a it's the rabbit hole of hockey db you just go down and it's hard to uh to to stop so uh so credit to him but uh just uh and and the schools here do a great job uh like unb they could be playing in two timbuktu their basketball team the box scores there the second the game's over and i think that is just something that has to be done um on a regular basis we want to see results yeah and I'm not going to go too far down this this rabbit hole. Just getting lineups and who's on the team this time of year can be a challenge. Can be. I, I know I've got uh, games this week that I've reached out to say, "Hey, there's no lineup up yet. Um, can you get can you get me a lineup so that I can be ready to right. talk about this game?" And yeah. and uh, you know, it's not to me. That's not about gamesmanship of holding back your lineup no, or, no, or, or anything like that it's i mean you, you want the the league to be you know people to go you want people to be informed you want to know what's going on the people that are going to talk about the league and and get ready for the league they they need that information mm-hmm. and, and the uh, athletic departments and we understand you don't have just one basketball team you have two and you have volleyball and you have hockey yeah, and all, you have all, all a the litany of all other. the dozen things that are going on Absolutely. this time of year times yeah. two and and you know, worrying about athletes that are going off to, to you know, um, Atlantics or ACAAs or whatever you want to call the playoffs, uh, mm-hmm. and those last minute because you don't know whether you're going yeah, until no, last that's weekend, right? right? Yeah. Pack you, an extra you're, you're bag. Not, you're not sure all the yeah, time. It's true. Um, it's true. So you've got all those things to be concerned about, and all the volleyball starting and all of that. But um, it's it, a juggling it, act. Yeah, it is those things that make a difference. To as you said, it's it's important because people do want to know. Um, so yeah, I don't think we have to beat that one. No, not at all. Uh, too much farther, but uh, we're just nosy, eh, Gibby? That's we, the, we, we are, that's we the are thing. nosy. I've been looking for lineups for some of the ACA teams for a while now because I'm curious and I want to know who's where. And I've seen people take, you know, send me photos of, you know, game, you know, of, uh, you know, game sheets from preseason that they've got all kinds of players on there and you have no idea whether that's the final list or not the final list. And some teams that I've seen in action, they've already turned over some players on those right. lists. Uh, because when I went to to look for some of the rosters yesterday, I know so this was this one's been updated and it went through and there's players that aren't there and players that are on there that they, smart they, coach they, that weren't here, yep. you know that weren't in the game, weren't on the roster when uh, uh, when I saw them play not that long ago. So a smart coach once told me until you see the white of their eyes and the that's, countdown, the game is on. Yeah, that's uh, uh, that's it, especially that, in the preseason. That's the one. Um, so while we're on, uh, you know, ACAA sports a little bit, the uh, first day for the new Stu AD is today. Is today. That's right. So good luck there. And we look forward to seeing, uh, see what happens there. I mean, it's an, it's an interesting undertaking, uh, and something just popped into my mind too. So remind me later about freeze basketball. Uh, but yeah, it's a, it's, it's an exciting time. Uh, it's a busy time. So let's see, let's see. And that's someone who else will be another great guest on the, on the podcast at some point is the the new Stu 80. Let's look forward to that. Yeah, that'll, that'll be fun. So should we talk a little bit about, uh, you know, basketball and the, the start of it this season? I know we're pretty, both pretty engaged in that. So, 
Uh, start AUS first. AUS women, is there a favorite? Um, that's a great question because the AUS is always there's some, and you're looking at some results that have happened preseason. It can be skewered because you may be playing uh, the University of, I don't know, Laval one game and then yeah. <laughs> Okanagan at BC, you know, somewhere the, the next game. Tri- so, tri directional. Yeah, that's right. Something. It's going all over. So, uh, I'm not out of all the vices I have, betting is not one of them. Uh, I think UNB is going to be interesting to watch this year. St. Mary's um, has some interesting uh, skill sets there. And, uh, you know, like Lucina Beaumont, who's from Fredericton, uh, has just, you know, remarkably fit this year. Um, they have some weapons. Uh, Acadia, you can't count Acadia out because Len always has a, a solid yep. program there. It's Len Harvey. I think UNB will certainly be prepared. Um, depth could be a question. Uh, we'll see Aaron Ingles off to a, a remarkable preseason start um, out of Fundy High in, in St. George. Uh, so good for her and, uh, and some players that the Maritime Women's Basketball Association is familiar with. But I was just uh, going to say, you could see that coming in the Maritime Women's Basketball right. Association as well, that Aaron Ingles' game improved to it, me it a, a lot just throughout the you know, I was privileged enough to call their St. John games as well this year. And um, so I, you know, you could see just her play improve throughout. And it's one of the, you know, the great things about about the league, which we'll talk about yeah. here. Yeah, well, it's great to see New Brunswick uh, players, uh, you know, putting in the work and, and doing the job. So, um, yeah, if the crystal ball, which has a few cracks in it. Um, it wouldn't surprise me uh, to see St. Mary's and UMB uh, chasing it. Yeah, that's kind of what I wrote down too. Is that you know, Smoo? They were here for the Helen Campbell, and uh, it was the one game that I that I saw. And you know, UNB didn't have wasn't at full strength, and St. Mary's looked really good, but a little veteran. And of course, with a new coach uh, in at UNB, it'll take a bit to everyone gets on the page that that uh, the coach wants them to be on uh, to move forward there. But certainly, you look at that roster at UNB and, and, uh, you know, what they brought back and what they've brought in, it's pretty, uh, some depth, uh, you know, available that might not have been there the last few years. If you, if you look at things and then certainly some high end talent. So agree, they could be in the mix. Um, Cape Breton's another one of those teams yeah. that you can Wild never card. count out. And mm-hmm. same with UPI, like you, you look at, at across the league. Um, it seems like it, is it me or does it feel like a while since X has been strong? On it's the been a while. Uh, and that's where UNB opens Friday and Saturday night down in Anaganish. Um, yeah, it, it has been a while. There's been rebuild after rebuild, same as Dell. Um, the league has been essentially, you can almost, you know, the last few years marked the six playoff teams, right, from from day one on the women's side, not so much on the men's side. Uh, but uh, I, I think there's there's been some changes in coaching, both at X and Dell. And uh, the program has to, those programs have to take a step forward. Um, and you never know with Munn. I know they get whacked uh, at least one game on the weekend, but uh, Mark English is, has been around the circuit. He knows what he's doing. Uh, some transfers there as well. So, And again, with the preseason, our, our coach is looking to, yeah, well, to dabble with the, the Exactly why you and I like to see right. you know, the, the box scores because you say, oh, yeah, okay, well, this player played eight minutes, and we know when, the, when things get real – that's going to be three times that. Exactly. Right? Like, so yeah. we, we, it's all part of it. we're basketball geeks in that way. So, and coaches are so shady, right? They don't want to, you know, show any of their hands. And I get that. Uh, but the season's so short. And, 
you know, before you know it, it'll be Christmas break. And we talked with Katie Butts about that uh, a few weeks ago, like all this buildup of six weeks of exhibition games. And I think they play like five or six games, six games maybe. And then it's uh, midterms or Christmas exams, I guess. So uh, yeah, I think the UNB men played 10, 10, ex- 10, 10. exhibition games. Right. Okay. Like Interesting. That's a, that's a pretty hefty that's preseason schedule. schedule. Yeah. But but good on them. Yeah, absolutely. Selfishly, I'd like to see the league uh, start uh, in early October, but that's uh, just one person's opinion. Yeah, that's a, not going to change that. That's a whole whole different thing. Yep. Uh, so let's talk a bit about the the men at the AOS level. Um, X and Dow mm. look strong. UNB. Uh, you know, I had them at the Milner, and and I think they should be in the mix. That what what Javordo Mitchell brings to them. I said it on here before. Uh, he can be worth the price of admission just on his own, but I think he also brings that dimension of the uh, onto the court uh, of a of a shot blocker of a you know an athletic uh, big man uh, for sure. Um, and of course, Acadia, who looked really good yeah. at the Milner with uh, you know Glenn Cox, he was cooking all weekend long down there in his own words. Go. Yeah, uh, the chef uh, <laughs> had had things had some things going there. A lot of people said, "Hey, are they a sleeper this year?" In the um, in Atlantic University sport and, and, uh, much like the women, it's a, it's, it's going to be a tight it battle is. all the way through. Yeah. And, and Fredericton product at Dell, like I think it always goes through Dell, doesn't it? Until somebody says, okay, Dell, you're not competitive anymore. Uh, uh that's not going to change a Malcolm Christie just coming into his own, uh, is he ever shoot it, can play anything you want to do. And, uh, so uh, that battle is going to be fascinating to watch as well. All right, um, let's move on to ACAA basketball because that's where I spend a whole lot of my winter. Um, you get your mail there, actually. I think I, think, I, think yeah. I do. I think I do yeah. get my get my mail there. <laughs> some, some mail they can just keep. Uh, <laughs> other right. other parts. And a water bill come in today. <laughs> okay, keep yeah. keep that one if they want. Um, <laughs> so Stu men should be should be tough on the men's side. Where you start start with the men. Um, you know they look um, deeper than they were last year. They seem to have. Uh, you know, uh, a little bit more depth in ball handling, a little more more depth uh, up front. Um, they go nine, ten deep without a whole lot of differential. So you know, pick five out of out of those top ten, and and maybe even deeper than that when they get a couple people back uh, off the injured list. So they're looking like they're going to be a handful. But hey, we saw X or not X Mount A give them a. Uh, you know, a tough time. Mount A's decimated with some injuries yeah, too. And Mount A's got some injuries. Right. So, you know, I think it was a three point game or something mm-hmm. that it ended up here. In, Th- in third that, game in three days too. And yeah. that does take its toll. It you does, play Saturday night and yeah. then Sunday afternoon, but yeah. still, um, I, I, again, I, and I think that's the beauty. I, I, I do think there's going to be a lot of toss ups in, in all four quadrants. Um, Holland college, always the wild card. You never know what's coming across the bridge, uh, on that shaker. That's for sure. Um, so that's uh, you know that that could be a test, but I think John Hickey and his staff, um, I think they're going to be tough because I, I do think you're right. Like the depth, he almost has two starting lineups there. So his biggest thing is going to be keeping uh, people happy in terms of minutes. Um, you know, with, with as we talked about when we, we met with Stu, with Noel McCarthy coming over and uh, Reese Hassan coming uh, from UNB and 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 the crew that they have, Jeffrey Lavoie, who's yeah. you know everything you want in a player, right, uh, and more. So uh, that should be a fun team to watch. The, the pitch should be uh, a good place to see some basketball this year. It should be a, 
a great spot for. But I mean, the league, there's no, as John Hickey said, there's no easy nights in the ACAA. You can't take a night off, no matter how good you think you are. You'll get beat if you you think you can take a night night off. One team who I've seen nothing on zero uh, so far so far this year, Crandall. Crandall. You seen seen any results from the Crandall? I saw a Crandall mm, women's result. Right. Yeah. Nothing uh, from the Crandall not, men. Not, not a whole lot. Um, the ACAA likes to keep its uh, preseason pretty quiet too, doesn't it? It, do, um, it, it does, yeah. yeah. It's, uh, you know, um, I won't say it's frustrating, but I'm mean, curi- uh, curiosity. Yeah, everybody's curious. curious. And, and Paul Vaughn taking over uh, at UMBSJ. Uh, Seawolves have had some struggles um, the last couple of years. And uh, Paul, uh, the school of hard knocks, um, you know, he can he knows how to rally some players. And, and they've been close. They have been close. It's been frustrating um, for that program, I'm sure. Um, not to win, but uh, it's going to be interesting with him in the hot seat this year. Yeah, I, I had them at the Milner, and they they looked improved, uh, you know, from from last year. Um, I think they still might need to learn how to win, right? Uh, if you know what I mean. Uh, <laughs> well, what is it? Uh, losing builds character. I've had all the character I need. Yes. And, and I think I've always said this, and and not because I'm from St. John, and um, I think the ACAA in basketball in particular is better when UNBSJ is better because it's a very good school, uh, facilities, everything else, and it just spreads the wealth of competition. Um, so that's my shot on UNBSJ. So get better on both ends so the league can really, instead of being a four-team circuit or a six-team circuit, uh, can be very well balanced. Yeah, and you know, I think we can just cut and paste what we said about the men into the women's side maybe <laughs> maybe some different teams i mean i know the the stew women uh, surprising in, in the ken gould tournament i know after we talked to them and i just said said flatly to uh, you know coach connor's where's your scoring going to come from because it didn't look like they had a lot based on the results we saw from montreal and they come out in the ken gould and I want to say they averaged in the 60s in that tournament and, you know, pushing, pushing 70. Might not have been over the three games, but certainly there were two games where they were up in in that range for sure. Um, and surprised me and some of the youth uh, played really well. Of course, when you do go away to Quebec tourney, it's uh, it's probably a different style of play up there a little bit uh, from what you get in, in down here. And, uh, you know, I was pleasantly surprised at that. And, and uh you know that whole weekend just said to me, "There's a whole lot of parity in the on the women's side. Uh, if they're, you know, some of the top teams, everybody he has said that UKC is looking really strong yeah, on, the, on the women's side. So and can't count Mount Saint Vincent out uh, ever. Four no, straight no. Uh, championships no. on the women's side, and got a pretty good player back. Yes, um, Nikki Arsenault's coming back uh, after a couple of years off. I think I'm just trying to starting. You know, COVID has yeah, just ruined everybody's it's, mouth. It's been a year or two. Yeah, yeah. So so don't count the mound out and mark forward." Uh, Mount Allison's right there. Um, yeah, it's, it's going to be. Yeah, Hall, Hall and College didn't have a great weekend here, right. but I really like the young pieces that they brought in. The, the six foot five Australian, uh, you know, post. Uh, she spends a little bit of time with Cassandra Little, who's you know was one of the best posts in the ACAA for a number of years. A little bit of time, you know, working on some some touch around the rim and whatnot. She's going to be a factor. You can't teach six foot five. You can't teach six foot five. And of course, Lauren Armstrong, last year's rookie of the year, who, you know, she impressed me all year last year. I'm not sure she's the, the pure point guard model, but she's got the ball a lot, so it looks like that's what she's going to be for them uh, uh, this year, at least uh, in the early early on. But uh, it all starts Friday at the pit. It all starts Friday at the pit uh, against UMBSJ. So uh, six and eight. Uh, and then the Stu teams go to the island on, uh, yeah, on Sunday. 
That's, yeah, uh, it's, uh, there's some oddities there. It's got looking at the schedules this year, and that's a that's a tough one. Friday night, and then Friday night, uh, and then over then, on the then island the road for trip, Sunday. Uh, uh, for Sunday to Holland, yeah. So um, a quiet Friday night, uh, I think for the for the uh, the basketball players there. Um, where do you want to go from here? I don't know. I, I, there's there's so much. There's uh, interesting. Uh, if, if field hockey does not come to uh, everybody's immediate attention and and i'm old enough to remember covering field hockey championships when it was an aus sport but um it's coming back making a little bit of comeback marcia laplante from wasis is a reserve traveler with team canada at the pan am games as we speak they open uh, tomorrow night i believe if i have my schedule right against uh, the host chile um that, that's being held in santiago She's a, she's a keeper? Is keeper, that, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And actually, ice hockey player who played at Holy Cross in Massachusetts, NCAA, and then had played field hockey at Oromocto, OHS, and they needed a goaltender, from what I understand the story was, at uh, Holy Cross for field hockey. So she said, I'll raise my hand. And uh, so she's she's done a great job. So they're, as I said, in, in Chile, and they play Cuba, and then Mexico, um, you know, with an Olympic uh, birth hopefully on the line, but the uh, field hockey is now a provincial sport organization again. And, and I think people like Joyce Slip and Donna Hornybrook Phillips that, you know, had played key roles, right. And, and many more back yeah. when UMB was a, was field hockey uh, power. So I, I, I admire it. Same as uh, watching fast pitch. Now it's a sport that went away uh, for whatever reasons, there were pockets of it and it's, it's coming back and it's great to see both girls and, and guys are, are fast pitch is coming back and, and the same as field hockey because I'm at the end of the day if there's a score attached to a sport I'm watching and I'm interested in it so uh, Wasis is I'm sure going to be uh, pretty proud of, oh, uh, nice. of homegrown yeah. talent first to go play D1 hockey in the states NCAA and then say okay I'm done here and the field hockey team uh, needs a keeper so boom next thing you know you're wearing the red and white yeah, that's uh, that's an incredible story, and and you know we wish them well, and we hope they do get to the Olympics, and yeah. gives us something else to to talk about. And I, I know uh, she's in a backup position, but you never it's know okay. when you're when on you, the team when, bus when you, when you get called on, right? right. In those Absolutely. situations, so you got to be ready. And in, yeah. in some ways, uh, that might even be harder than knowing that you're the that you're the starter. That's true because you're waiting. Is you're you're <laughs> waiting, like you, yeah. you got to be ready to go at, at yeah. any at any moment. Uh, you know, the high school uh, championships are this weekend, but there are no local teams uh, involved. It's up in uh, Miramichi, James M. Hills hosting, so the Tommies in St. Max, and Miramichi Valley and Rossay play in the semis to right to go to the final. So there's your field hockey wrap. Yeah, that's uh, we, we do it all here. We try. We, we, try, we try. To, try to do it all. Um, By the way, speaking of doing it all, so you and I didn't qualify for the cross-country championships uh, this weekend because neither of us could run to catch a bus. But uh, the women uh, are at noon, AUS cross-country championships at St. Mary's, Point Pleasant Park. And the men go at one, eight-kilometer races to decide that and go to the Nationals. UNB, by the way, the men's team is ranked number six. ACA cross-countries at Dal AC. There you go. Intro. You guys, we must be on the same wavelength yeah, because I, I, I was going to cross-country in my really? mind before you even started that because that's what I looked at. And I was like, well, maybe we talk cross-country. Our minds are clicking. That's a scary. Yeah, a that's, lot of people out there are starting to panic now. Yeah, there, there, there will be a lot of people out there. Out there <laughs> I think it's great, though. I think it's because there are sports that are going to draw, particularly in this country, hockey, basketball. There are so many athletes, so many athletes that train and do the work 
and it may not be in front of 3000 people on a Friday night. Yeah. Right. And it's cross country is such a, I mean, it's at the end, it is a team sport, but it's an individual sport wrapped in a team and it's you and the course and your feet and your mind. Like it's amazing because I've never been a runner. Even when I was training back in the day, I was never a runner. And uh, to see the work they put in, it's amazing. And Ali LeBlanc, who was the Freeze, Frederick and Freeze's first uh, public relations social media director and then she went to the Canadian Elite Basketball League um, in marketing. She was a cross-country runner at UNB. So it's kind of a you know, it, it kind of hits home when you're talking to her about being a varsity athlete and, and some of the loneliness you, expe- you know, expect in that. It's not like you're hanging around uh, working on a five-player drill. Um, you're out on the course by yourself. So uh, yeah, credit I, to them. Yeah, absolutely. It's a, I admire people who, who can be runners and, and knew do it all the time. And uh, remarkably, somehow this week, I think it must have been early, earlier in the morning that I had, I had this thought. I thought I'm going to run a 5K sometime. Wow, really? I well, I haven't committed to it. That's yeah. the first time I've said it out loud to anybody. Is oh, right that's here. That's awesome. Uh, you said you were going to write a book, and you wrote a hell of a book. Um, um, so well, I, I... <laughs> the, the, there'd be no records that running a 5K if it's me. <laughs> that's if, okay. if it ever happens, but the it, it crossed my mind for the first time in maybe ever that you know maybe I could do that, like and, a personal goal type thing, just to well, it's just. I don't know. I don't yeah. know why why it crossed my mind. It was just sort of an idle thought, and then I got mm-hmm. thinking about it a bit, and I thought I could I could take that on. It's yeah. pretty. A lot of people can do a five k. I can. Beautiful. I could do that at some point. Do it. Like seriously, as we you know sit here across the table from each other, and people are listening because we know they are listening. And if you see well, Gibby if, out there, if they're crazy. visualizing, they they, <laughs> they won't be able to see me running a five k. That's for sure. <laughs> exactly. I remember Dave Semenko. If anybody remembers Dave Semenko from the Edmonton Oilers back in the eighties and. Uh, uh, Glenn Sather was the head coach and general manager. He the, part of the training was a mile run during the off season, so he would uh, Sather would call the players and you know talk about how things are going in preparation, and he would ask them all what their time was in the in the mile. And Semenko said to him, "I'm having trouble with it." And Sather said, "What do you mean you're having trouble with it?" He said, "Because every time I start running, the wind blows my smoke out." <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. That was one of the. Greater tales from the late, great Dave Semenko. Well, but you know what? Give me do it. I think that's, uh, uh, I, I'm inspired just hearing you say that. And uh, because I think I think we all need goals, don't we? We all need well, to do something. Well, I mean, honestly, I've been struggling to get in the gym routine that I should be in since I had the little old foot surgery. I feels a lot better. Uh, I get back and then I fell out of it and I've been trying, but I need something. And that might be, that might just be it. And I'm not going to put in the date on it or anything like that, but it's out there as an idea. It's great to hear. And and you know what? Because my life growing up was hockey and and fastball pretty much, right? And I never played tennis and I never played golf because I was always, particularly in the summer and everything, you know, hockey was my life. And I just took up tennis after COVID, uh, my wife and I both. And it's, I'm such a competitive person that this has filled that void. I thought it was going to be curling. I was like, you know what? I'm going to try curling. (laughs) <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I didn't. Uh, I think curling's fantastic and a lot of great uh, Canadian exploits, and I know there's a lot of passionate curling fans out there, but tennis has really um, f- uh, it's been something that I've been able to find and absolutely embrace. So it's never too late to, uh, to try something. Uh, um, maybe I'll save my curling story for another time. I, we used to have a media league in St. John at Thistle St. Andrews, and honestly, there were many ashtrays and 
uh, beer mugs on the shelf as there were rocks in play back then. It's crazy to think of those days. Smoke-filled arenas. I remember doing the 50th anniversary, uh, the 40th anniversary story of the St. John Mooseheads, maybe that won the Hardy Cup in 1973, and I tracked down some players from uh, from Saskatchewan that played them in the final, and uh, they said that's all they can remember: losing, but the smoke at the Lord Beaverbrook Rink, like you'd be skating and just like a yeah. pall of smoke was covering over the yeah, arena. But that's what it was back then. It's amazing it how is. much things, crazy. things have changed. Yeah. So. That wasn't that long ago. It seems like a long time ago, but so, actually 50 years uh, this so year. So while we're on running and smoking uh, <laughs> and all those things, it's actually a, it's a great transition good segue, segue, right. segue into the Pennyac Power Fest. Yeah. It's, so uh, there's details out on what the events are. I know we is. mentioned it uh, yeah. a few weeks ago when we had Bill Hunt here, I think. Um, it's next Saturday. At the Pennyac Rec Center. Um, so just head out to Pennyac. Uh, you can find the Rec Center. Still should be some foliage. Uh, so yeah, you can still, see that. Still should be, should be some yeah. foliage. Uh, you have to, you know, out through Marysville to Pennyac. Um, and taking the Pennyac Power Fest starts at noon. The events are firewood cutting, tractor pull, wheelbarrow carry. I don't think you have to carry the wheelbarrow. Uh, I think you have to fill up with stuff and move the wheelbarrow. Uh, there's another story there about Beers. me carrying a wheelbarrow that that, uh, <laughs> okay. uh, that maybe we'll get to at some point. Uh, firewood throw, feed bag race, so like a you know like a feed in a sack uh, okay. type, type yeah. of race. Yeah. A push up challenge, a tire flip, flip, a firewood carry challenge. So I'm thinking this is Timely. like an an obstacle course where you have you know yeah. have to carry some firewood through it without dropping it. A 500-meter flat race, so running. Um, straight out sprint. Straight out straight out sprint, and you're, and you're maybe in your best work boots in this. I'm not sure. Uh, I'm not sure what the what the attire is. And a fire and boil challenge. So you have to start a fire and bring water to a boil. So uh, it, it, it's fascinating to me. I've put it in my calendar. I don't know what else I've got going on that weekend or whether I'll actually get there or not. Uh, but I put a reminder in my calendar. I, I think it can just be a fascinating event uh, i probably know some of the folks that are out there that will be in it uh, um but yeah and, and there's you know i think there's a little canteen and stuff set up so looking for something interesting to do, check out the <laughs> pennyac pennyac power fest november 4th which is not this saturday coming but then the next one as as we record this here on a wednesday night wednesday, yeah. um at the pennyac rec center i'm i'm fascinated just to just for that whole event uh, how it came about uh, all of those things i'm sure we could have some contacts there if we yeah if we uh, really wanted to but I, I just find the whole thing fascinating full credit to the organizers because it's it's like throwback thing like the old sunday picnic games of baseball of yore and stuff like that so i mean this is it, you know i grew up in a in a very small fishing community in new brunswick and my cousins had never spent a day of their life in a weight room yet they're absolute monsters and it's the same as the people that are going to be competing in this, just hard, natural work of cutting wood, of, of working on a farm or whatever it is that you just, you don't have to have a universal weight system. It's just naturally strong. So I'm sure there's going to be some spectacles there. I'm sure there are some rivalries, um, you know, between individuals. And uh, yeah, you talk about something different. Yeah, Monty Python I, thing, like now for something completely different. Yeah, it's, uh, it's absolutely. Yeah, I, I find it, it fascinating, and and you know, as you say, kudos to the to the folks out there uh, in Pennyac. And it's like a rugby thing, right? Like you can probably just pound away in competition and then have a pint after oh, and, yeah, uh, and yeah, have a great time. Absolutely, there'll be. I, I was sort of surprised that there wasn't leg wrestling on here, but um, <laughs> we'll do that after. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah. Okay. No, there will be no leg wrestling after um, the. After and and to totally change gears out of that one, how how about uh, new commissioner in the Maritime Women's Basketball Association? Yeah, that's right. Uh, so that uh, Jen uh, Lloyd is a, a well-known, respected official. Uh, you've probably she's actually been in Fredericton when Basketball New Brunswick hosted its uh, national championships. Came up as a volunteer to work the score table. Uh, just a, a lifetime in basketball uh, as a player and as, a, as an official. And uh, Tasia McKenna, who uh, who was part of the crew that started the whole thing in terms of getting it off the ground. And and um, after two years, she just uh, she wanted to step away with the league in good standing. And 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 Jen was uh, Jen was there to, to take over. So I think it's uh, it's going to be an interesting transition. And, and Jen is certainly. Uh, as I said, somebody who loves the game of basketball and loves the MWBA, so she'll be a good shot uh, of adrenaline. Yeah, yeah, I've got a picture of Jen hanging on my wall. Do tell. She's the Does she know that? She's the, yes. She, she asked for a copy. She's the official. Ah, the opening the, tip. The opening tip of That's the right. Maritime Women's At Leo Hayes High School in 2022. Leo Hayes High School. So Moncton I, Mystics and Halifax, Halifax Thunder. Thunder. And if you go around and you look at that photo and you look at the talent that's on the court in that photo... Name them. It's unbelievable. Who I can't remember who did the opening tip. The players. Um, uh, Put Ab- you on the spot. Abby Miller. Abby Miller, right? Um, and um, the the girl out of Acadia, Laura. Laura, I think her I think her first name's Laura. Okay. Uh, tall, red. Didn't mean to put you on the spot there. Yeah, that, that seems like so long ago that uh, yeah, yeah, Saturday afternoon, and yeah, uh, yeah, and Jen, I completely forgot she was one of the first officials to do that. So yeah, uh, yeah, no, it's a, it's going to be an interesting transition. Yeah, so I, absolutely fascinating there um, on that, and and uh, you know, sounds like there's some good things coming there in in the league. And seems I, like it. Yeah, there's a lot of work to be done, but I think one thing we can say about the MWBA for 2024, we're so far ahead of last year. I mean, the first year was it still had. Um, I don't. I don't want to dismiss COVID. It's when I say this, like COVID was still there, we were still wondering if we could even have that season in 22, and we did, and it was great. And last year was fantastic on the floor. The product was better than the first year, I think. Um, and, and and next year is wide open as well. I think you're going to see some new faces on all different teams. There's talk of expansion uh, for 2024. Uh, just some good things coming that I think are going to be coming down the pike in November. Normally a fairly dry time of year. Uh, and the WBA, I think, will have plenty of announcements to get you fired up. And, and the freeze here in our backyard, obviously dear to, to both of our hearts, uh, playing out of the Richard J. Curry Center uh, for 2024, and that's a big step too. So uh, looking forward to that. Oh, it's a it's a massive, uh, massive step. And I know we've played off the top here, your, your, uh, your freeze campaign ad. Um, yeah, that's right. And, and you know what? It's going well. We're at about 35% right now. Um, phenomenal it is and and within the advertising campaign started this week uh, digitally perhaps you're at service new brunswick or somewhere and you're going to see it on your phone and it's it all goes towards operating expenses because uh, it's not cheap as, as we all know travel and and accommodations and everything um you know playing out of the curry center uh next year i would love to absolutely love to host a legacy cup championship weekend it is going to be in nova scotia next year but uh, in 25 uh, you know i'll have my both hands up uh, to play because i think the one thing the league has done really well is we're playing in smaller venues we haven't over um it's the word i'm looking for uh we just haven't overproduced our product yeah. and and we're playing in smaller venues and i think it does mean something and uh, the curry center is the perfect yeah. uh place if you can get 1600 in there for a championship weekend um it'd be a lot of fun yeah it'd be it'd be a ton of fun and 
yeah, I look forward to more news coming coming forward yeah. uh, out of that. And, and I know I know there's there's a lot of stuff there, and not the appropriate time no, to start right. to start it's, into that stuff. Yeah. But it, it is coming, and and uh, lots of uh, positive. Uh, signs there as well and and Jen will be fantastic yeah and I do want to take this uh, John Richard and David said um, Nick Zildjian Andy Campbell all the crew at, at UNB that's just uh, has embraced uh, the MWBA and UNB's had a lot of players we've had a lot of alum yeah. from UNB and a lot of present-day players um, so yeah it's it, it's going to be fun um, with the digital video boards there, it's a, it's a different world for advertisers too. So I won't be lugging as many signs. Anybody that saw my truck with signs hanging out the back of them and carrying those around for two years. And I know you've helped me with a lot of duct tape. So it's going to be different. It's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, it will. It will be a lot of fun. And, and, uh, the UMB crew as well. They've, they've embraced us here at, at, uh, at light scratches as well. Lots of encouragement and, and, you know, offered up cooperation, uh, on that side as well. So, so thanks to that. Um, one of the other things I had noted, um, world's oldest basketball court's been in the news again the, the last couple of days. They had a, a nice story uh, from um, CHCO TV out of uh, uh, Charlotte County, where, wherever they're based. I think they're based out of St. Andrews. And then uh, this evening on the ATV News, uh, another story. Their, their project, uh, they're thinking by 2028 will, will be... Uh, to completion and and trying for a year sooner than that. Okay, interesting. Um, so they've got uh, you know Cambridge Seven architecture firm engaged, uh, who just did the the NACE Best Basketball Hall of Fame uh, exhibit. Uh, so that's uh, that's looking good. And it's and quite I, something, isn't it? Like it really is. It's a building at the end of the day, but so much history involved, and oh, people have just embraced it. It's amazing when you think about that's the location of the first yeah. international basketball game. Crazy, like. And, Really? Like, <laughs> it's true. And and to feed on that, um, while we're talking about the freeze, we're fully planning a preseason game in St. Stephen next year against the Port City Fog. Uh, we went to Miramichi last year and filled the place. And we want to add, um, we're hoping to add a, a youth game in front of, of the women. Um, and, and I think that'll be something if we can work that in to, to have a tour of the of the facility and things like that. So it just just to bring more than going to a game and, and exposing more and more people to this court and the facility and what it's it's about to become. It's going to be a major tourist attraction uh, in the border town, and uh, you know, great place to get some chocolates, but also a pretty good spot to to see history. Yeah, and I know we'll talk about it a whole bunch more as that develops. And and uh, yeah, I wasn't sure whether you were ready to let the cat out of the yeah. No, I think uh, we we yeah no we want to start. And uh, Paul Hickey, who's the general manager of the Port City Fog, and we we've talked about it. We're just looking at dates now. We've been in touch with St. Stephen High. Uh, That's where it looks like the game's going to be. Huge basketball uh, in that neck of the woods with Fundy and St. Stephen and Algonquin, uh, you know, Sir James Dunn and and all that area. And we we want to expose. We've been asked to play. I can put this out of the, the bag too. Uh, we've been asked to go to a, a spot somewhere in Nova Scotia that doesn't have a team uh, right now. So whether that's true or Anaganish, not sure. Um, so we'll just see if uh, logistically we can we can do that and and bring the league to places that it's not normally. And I think that's how you spread the word. Yeah, well, absolutely, how you spread the word, and uh, you know, certainly that road trip to Miramichi. One, it was a it was a fun day. I mean. Uh, a little bit of a downer with the uh, Rachel Brochu injury that took her out uh, the whole year. I still think she she uh, could have been a fantastic player for you last year, and and uh, hopefully will be, uh, you know, in in the future. So that was a little bit of a downer. But even around that, to see how she was embraced by right. the 
by the kids that were there. Magnetic personality. Yeah, Yeah, for those who don't know, Rachel is an RCMP officer, and she's from Quebec, played at the University of Laval, and uh, was transferred to Fredericton. And when you get a phone call saying that you've got a six-foot-two former post coming to town, you're pardon and uh she jumped in in training camp and was just a natural born leader and uh unfortunately she got hurt in that first game with an achilles injury which i know we've touched on a little bit but so nobody got to know who rachel brochu is in fredericton with the freeze and uh you know i know kevin daly was excited to have her and and rachel's as tough as a zeller steak right so she's she's uh fully planning to play in 2024 and i hope that comes to fruition just a magnetic personality um, wants to get back into basketball, wants to be in uh, coaching youth, everything you want in a community person, right? So um, if she happens to pull you over, ask her if she is Rachel Brochu and are you playing for the freeze and, you know, it might help you out somewhere. <laughs> well, you, you, you never know. And, and, I mean, just to finish that thought, the game was just incredible to see um, that community come out and support, uh, you know, teams from St. John and Fredericton, where where they would normally be pretty, 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 <laughs> exactly. pretty much rooting against teams so from St. Right. John and Fredericton, yeah. uh, if you know, if you're a hundred percent. But to see them come out and fill the gym when they didn't really have, uh, you know, I'll say they don't, don't didn't have a team in it, but certainly uh, the Port City team had a couple of folks from the Miramichi area, right. Bailey Black, Bailey Black in, in particular, uh, yeah. on the roster. Bailey so, Henderson. Yeah, so you, you can you can pretty much guess yeah. that they weren't cheering much for Fredericton, but, I mean, they were. There was lots of support there. It was a lot of fun. Um, around that. Um, we're, we're approaching the hour here. I know we haven't talked about the Southern uh, New Brunswick Senior Hockey League, which is yeah. getting underway. Coming back in another incarnation. Actually, coming back to this area, the Southern Senior Hockey League started a couple of years ago. It's kind of unique because back when in, in formal uh, previous incarnations of the leagues, it, it's all you could play. So they wanted to bring senior hockey back, uh, but they wanted to allow the players to play in their beer leagues as well. So if you play on a Tuesday night and a Wednesday night in Fredericton, uh, you know, for your local team, for your local beer league team, you can still play at the senior level, three 20-minute stop periods, uh, you know, back into real hockey. So... Um, they, they started with four teams uh, down there, mainly in uh, two teams. In, well, there was one in St. John, Quispam, uh, Grand Bay Westfield, and one in the St. Stephen Blacks Harbor area. And one of the teams uh, just couldn't make a go of it out of KV. So they brought in the Tri-County Express in Fredericton Junction and the Grand Lake Sturgeons in Minto. So the, uh, the Express is home Saturday night, 8 o'clock, to the River Valley Rock. Interesting. Yeah. It will be interesting to follow that. Uh, uh, for sure. Yeah, it's it's, it's an eight o'clock start. Uh, the Tri County, uh, the, uh, the arena down there is phenomenal. Heated dressing room floors. Like seriously, it's a it's a great place to go. You just take your socks off and you rub your feet on the floor. I know that sounds a little maybe kinky or something or weird, but you know, heated dressing rooms in a rink. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know about <laughs> kinky, but it does sound weird. <laughs> Some combination, but uh, I think it's a it, it's another opportunity, I guess. And in a place like that, that's those are the areas senior hockey is should thrive, right? Yeah. Uh, now they did get pumped in their first game, ten uh, one down in St. John at TD Station, um, but they have brought in some uh, some reinforcements, and that's what you have to do. You're going to go through some players so you find it right, and uh, and hopefully a competitive season. 
yeah, so we, we look forward to um, talking a bit more about that. I don't I don't know how we're going to keep up with everything that's going on. I don't think it's possible. It, it's and just been you and I this week, and all we've been doing is just trying talking to, sports. Uh, yeah, just it's... trying to get through stuff. We haven't had any, you know, last week we didn't talk much about any of this stuff, and, and we said, you know what, this week if we bring a guest on, there's going to be a whole bunch of stuff we don't talk about. Mm. Because... And I think, that's the, I think guests are going to be the the key part of this there's no yeah. doubt uh storytelling uh but i think every maybe every third week or so we just kind of uh you know cleanse the palate on everything that's going on because it's a oh, smorgasbord out there yeah, there's, and there will be there will be quiet time, times of course through in december the, through, like through december and, and well you and can whatnot. do some christmas baking here like we, we can we, have a we, baking show we, you we, are quite a baker we, uh, we could i'm quite a quite a baker we yeah. won't let that out uh, too much so um, I think that ticks off most of the stuff that I had on, on my list. Uh, only other things were the uh, high school softball championship we didn't mention. That goes Thursday, OHS at KV, I have noted in that one. Interesting. Um, so that's, a, that's an interesting thing. We talked about women's hockey. We talked about uh, the soccer a, uh, ACAAs. Um, some volleyball in town at UNB this, this coming, uh, uh, this coming uh, weekend. Women... Uh, play Mun Friday, Saturday. Uh, men play Laval Friday, Saturday. Uh, we talked about women's hockey. We talked about men's hockey. Uh, you talked about the Red Wings. So they've got yeah. another home game versus Miramichi Sunday, which you've already said. So I think that, that takes me through yeah. my stuff. What else have you got on your, uh, on your list? Both high school football teams, uh, Leo Hayes and FHS, or Mokdo, Nicole St. Anne or Idol, I believe, this week. But uh, Leo Hayes is at KV, FHS in the Port City to play the Greyhounds of St. John. That's um, gonna soon be coming. To that's you. coming to an. I think November 11th is the final of the of the 12 man. They have a 12 man, 10 man, nine man circuit, I believe. Um, so it can be a little bit hard to follow, but uh, it's uh, yeah. One of the coldest days I ever remember was an FHS final at the old Raceway Field. Yeah, remember that? And had to switch to a pencil. It was so cold. I cold. I couldn't keep notes with a pen. And yeah, I don't, I'm sure the quotes that uh, that uh, Monday in the Telegraph were minimal because I couldn't write anything down. Didn't bring my trusty tape recorder; it would wow. have frozen. I'm sure Donnie Davis would have had a few. Things had a few quotes, yeah. There was no doubt. There was no you. doubt. Uh, there. New Brunswick PEI U18 uh, Moncton's at Fredericton tomorrow. Uh, and this is uh, Wednesday, uh, so it's Thursday night, 7:45 at the Willie O'Ree, and then they host uh, Charlottetown at three o'clock. Uh, Caps are uh, sitting fourth in the league, a game above 500 at uh, five and four. Okay, not bad, eh? No, that's not bad at all. If we missed you, can't be sorry because we covered a lot of ground. Yeah, we we did cover a lot of ground. If we missed you, reach out, let us know what you've what you've got going on and when you've got going on. Uh, we're trying to collect it all, but quite honestly, in terms of preparing, that's the hardest part for for, for me for this. It's to sure try it to try to go through and grab everything. It doesn't all exist um, in one spot. Even when you sort of get on some of the websites, it's it's uh, it's challenging. So sure. yeah. Well, you're not you're not skating scot free just because we don't have a guest. We still have to do our rapid fire, right? That's uh, also um, it's great to have local um, interest. Uh, from from businesses uh so happy to announce dixie lee is jumping on board with oh. us yeah dixie lee on the north side um kind of an institution in terms i know you're a big fan of the dicks yeah i was into dixie lee not that not that long ago. there you that's, go that's really go, go with my uh my 5k, <laughs> 5K. 5, 5k mentioned from earlier but <laughs> put a bu- put a box of chicken at the end of the line give you and that'll be the incentive <laughs> um uh, and, and graystone uh brewing uh, i was talking to peter allison today 
and uh, they want to have us over to uh, host a podcast there. So oh, uh, we'll have to have a guest be, there. Be a whole lot of fun. Yeah, absolutely. We so we we want to do that. So I think that's cool that you know some advertisers are starting to take advantage because it's hard to you know to to add if if you want to reach a certain segment. So we're here, but rapid fire. All right. Yes, and I want to make sure this was a surprise because we have been doing it for our guests. And I was like, "Well, there's only two of us here tonight, so I'm going to put give you." Yeah, I, I didn't. I didn't even think That's of that right. part. Oh, yeah. I, I'd have brought oh, yeah. somebody along, but go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Favorite author, uh, Linwood Barkley. No question. Why? Um, just um, Canadian. Uh, love the style. Um, once you read one of his books, it, it's thriller type writing. Uh, once you read one of his books, you want to read them all. Have you switched to Kobo yet, or are you still a hardcover or softcover? Um, I, I had an e-reader at one point, and I liked it for a little while, and then I was reading something one time, and it uh, died. I ran out of charge or something. I'm still a hard hard copy book. I like to, to hold it in my hand. I like to see how far through I am. Okay. Yeah, well, definitely. This isn't a bonus question or anything, but will you read a book through fruition even if you don't like it? No. Really? See, I have to. Even if I don't like it, I'm going, oh, this is painful. No, um, I oftentimes I will not. There's several books. I've probably got four on the go now, and probably none of them I will finish. Interesting. Um, Okay. Just over, you know, various parts in the house here. And some of them I'll pick up and, you know, I'll give it two or three tries, even rereading the same sections. If it is. Now, as I said to you before, if it's not something that I enjoy, I won't do it. Okay. Whether it's reading a book or Fair some enough. some other thing, I'll abandon it. And I usually, you know, give them two or three shots to, to hook me. But I tend to know if it's not going to be my thing in a book and, and I give up. Um, work started a, a book club. Um, and most of them don't know yet that I've that I've scribbled one out. Uh, you um, did more than scribble. And I will say, and I know it embarrasses you and it shouldn't because I, you're that type of personality. But the weight... Uh, was released a year ago. I'm starting again. Uh, a little, year little and over a year ago. Yeah. And fantastic read. Um, whether it's library, whether it's in stock, whether it's getting a copy from Gibby himself, uh, it's called The Weight. And I was absolutely enthralled with that novel. And uh, the, and I I will go to the rooftop shouting like uh, you know you don't have to be. James Mishner or something to be uh, entertained or Dick Francis, who's my favorite author, Bill Gibson, downtown Marysville, the wait, take the time. It's worth the W A I T. Um, really good. So anyway, oh, well, well, putting you on the spot. Thank you for that. Yes. And, and yeah, I, did, I, I didn't join the book club at work just because of that, right. because I would have felt compelled. Right. To, so I, I sort of follow them along on the, on the team's channel at work in terms of what okay. they're reading and, and sort of what they've got going on. But, uh, yeah, yeah they've, they've not discovered they have an in-house author yet. But I'll tell you, that's true. We were flying somewhere in the States when I was in the American Hockey League and uh, got onto an airplane somewhere, and somebody was reading my novel over time. Yep. And it humbled me, and it also scared the hell out of me. Yeah, it's like, it's, oh, my it, God. It, it does yeah. for me, too. Yeah, I don't, I don't talk about it's it weird. much <laughs> that's right. at all, and, yeah. and I know I probably could. And I, yeah. The box of books that's sitting in my uh, closet floor would probably be a little more empty if I talked about it a little that's more. That's right. But, well, I, but I don't. So well, It's it, on there now. So yeah, that wasn't really a rapid something. answer, was it? <laughs> no, it wasn't a rapid answer. But you know what's coming is Christmas. And I'm not your agent. I'm not shilling for you or anything like yeah. that. But Christmas is coming. And if you have a uh, uh, somebody who loves mystery and intrigue and just pure drama, uh, yeah, reach out. Yeah, you're you're you. my best advertiser. <laughs> there you go. That. All right. Uh, 
Best, that was the first question, but it did have a subsection. So yes. here's the second question. Best sporting event you've ever witnessed live? Wow. Yeah. Best sporting event I've ever witnessed live. I don't know. Um, yeah, the Nationals at UNB in terms of a total overall event. The uh, uh, H class? Yeah, the H class really? Nationals okay. to, to sit. And I didn't realize it at the time, but now as I sit back and, and you sent me the picture of uh, oh, right. Omax uh, Prosper and me yeah. sitting at the table and him like 10 feet away right. and, and the guy's a first round, uh, first round pick. Uh, that one sits up there. The other one that came popped to mind uh, right away was the, I think it was the 127-124 game that I called uh, between Holland College and Stu oh, right. a couple years ago. Right. That one that was, that was wild. That was a wild event. Yeah. Um, uh, the uh, Maritime Women's Association at Harbor Station was a, was a great event. Um, and I don't know whether you call it a sporting event or not, but I guess it is in some level. And, you know, the whole weekend was phenomenal. It was the Archie Golf Tournament right. th- this year. Yeah, um, And you'll, you'll note that absolutely none of those are professional. Right, yeah. No, that's cool. Good. All right. Uh, favorite athlete growing up? Larry Bird, hands down. Eaton. There's no fooling around no. there. There's only there's only one. There can only be one. Number thirty three. The French. What was it? The the, the hick, hick from, from French, French Lick. Lick yeah. Of course, yes. Um, now I know you have some uh, varied uh, uh, eclectic tastes in 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 nature as well. So yeah. your favorite waterfall. Oh, favorite waterfall. It's it's one we're looking at right here in, yeah. in my kitchen. If you look up, it's uh, Pokeok Falls. Okay, um, not far from here. Not far from here. Um, I probably visit that waterfall six or eight times a year. At what the, is it at about? Least. It's just like a it's peaceful not, thing? It's is not it? just the waterfall. It's the park and the hike. Um, that same picture, the middle picture with the real calm water, um, that's the same body of water as wow. as that rushing water uh, just beside it. Uh, and the other one that, that's up there on the wall, that's actually uh, Kilmarnock Falls in the Woodstock area, otherwise known as Gibson Falls to, to some people. So that's why okay. it's that's why it's on the... Um, you know, up there. So yeah, if I had to pick one, it would be Pokeyok. It's not the most uh, flashiest waterfall, yeah. but I'd love, there's a hiking trail there called Hiker's Dream. Okay. Um, and to be there and see see sunrise over the over the headwaters of the Pokeyok uh, there above, above the dam uh, on a, you know, Saturday morning this time of year. My favorite tree um, is on that hike. Wow. I, have, I have a favorite tree. Favorite it's, tree, yeah. yeah. Same totally. eclectic. Uh, yeah. Um, so yes, that's that would be my answer to that one. Here's our co-host Willie, and, and you'll note, you know, to bring things back to your first question, that that hike is in the book. There you go. That's right. That's where uh, that comes exactly. from. Exactly. Yes. Okay. Yeah. And I love that you're able to intertwine um, things that have happened in in your life. Uh, you know, I always say the names were protected there were uh, changed to you know to protect the guilty. Um, but I think that's uh, that's neat. And I know you know your passion for waterfalls. Have you ever been to La Pro Falls? Oh yes, yes, okay, yeah. nice, many yeah. times. Yeah. That's uh, and that's near where I grew up, so I spent a lot of time there. Um, fairy godmother comes in and just drops a big bag of money at the front step of the downtown Marysville studio, and the only note is, in Fredericton or area, you have to create a building. What's it going to be? Wow, that's a that's a good one. Um, yeah, the I mean the. Because we're on a sports podcast, the thing that comes to mind immediately, it's a, it's a basketball gym. Court gym or just basketball only? Like well, it's, it's probably a, a court gym, a but it's, right. it's probably multi-use um, facility. 
uh, around that. Uh, you know, I, I, I've designed that one in my head at least a half dozen times when, you know, much, much, much like the idea around, right. the, around the 5K that'll probably right. never yeah, happen. I bet you will. I you think know? you will now. I you think know? you put enough pressure on yourself um, to do that, that now. So. That, uh, can't believe I said that at last. <laughs> It's all right. It's going to be, and I guarantee you, this weekend somebody's going to say something. That's uh, fantastic. Let's hope not. Yeah. So we'll just have to come up with a name for the uh, the new uh, facility that you're going to build with that magical bag of money. But uh, I agree with you on that. Uh, the city of Fredericton needs some sort of multiplex. Um, the school gyms are bursting at the seams. Yeah. Uh, every, anything that even you know they're using church basements now. Um, so it, it it's. Uh, is something that has to be have so so thank you for building yeah that. that that's uh that that was the obvious answer i mean i also thought about uh uh you know um, affordable housing of some sort or something like that uh, i don't know enough about that so it would just be me saying someone else hey help me figure out what this right. is a project for me like if i've got a bag of money and i get to have fun with it and it has to be a project like that it has to be something that i know i could contribute to in a in a meaningful way or, or have my hands in more than, than, uh, you know, just saying here, here's the money, you know, do something with it. Uh, bet type, you'd build a nice press box in it too. Oh, there, there, yeah. There, <laughs> things, things would, things would be organized in a certain yeah. way as you and I both know, oh, yeah. there would be things organized in a That's certain right. way, exactly. uh, for sure. Um, I'd be the worst client ever. <laughs> All right. That was fun. It always it, is. It was a lot of fun and, uh, yeah, you know, thank you for that and, and thanks uh, thanks for the questions. I wasn't even thinking that uh, that segment was going to happen today. Can't break up tradition now. No. Episode number... That's number eight. That's number, number eight, number eight, eight in the books. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, that's uh, it was a fun one, so thanks for coming yeah. over and, and doing that and, uh, you know, thanks to Willie the Cat for, for yeah, not interfering. Usually he's right up here in the table. Incredibly well behaved, but uh, I think the headphones are too big for him anyway. Yeah, I think the headphones are too big, yeah. yeah. All right. All right. Well, we've we've uh, we've gone we've exhausted. Uh, it. Yeah, we've exhausted everything we have written down here. So uh, again, thanks for for tuning in. If you do have uh, um, you know have some ideas, uh, feel free to reach out to us. Uh, late scratches at outlook.com on Twitter. Late scratches uh, NB uh, is the Twitter or X handle or whatever uh, whatever that thing's called uh, called now. Uh, feel free to reach out. Thanks again, you know, for the work with uh, Dixie Lee and, and Greystone. That's uh, was a surprise to me when you, when you said both of those. Love so, surprises. Yeah. Like they're, they're happy surprises. So we're happy to, uh, to entertain those. So, uh, again, uh, this has been episode eight. Uh, come on back for episode nine. Look forward to it. Regional service commission 11 is now known as the capital region service commission for all your building or subdivision permits, regional transportation, social mandates, and economic development questions, visit capitalrsc.ca. That's C-A-P-I-T-A-L-R-S-C dot C-A. Email info at crsc.ca. Call 506-453-2956 or visit our office at 860 Prospect Street in Fredericton. Late Scratches is the podcast that sports fans are talking about in the greater Fredericton area. Stories, features, and special guests are filling the gap for what's happening in your favorite sport around the region. If you want to advertise in this medium, now's your chance. You can sponsor a show or have a 15-second commercial on Late Scratches, your stop for Fredericton and area sports stories. Email latescratches at outlook.com for details.